Hi everyone, my name is Jennifer Lynch. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner and International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. I work for Nemours Primary Care in Orlando, Florida. Today I'm going to talk to you about breastfeeding basics for pediatric nurse practitioners. This is a topic that's very important to me. I recently graduated from USDNP program in the spring and my topic was increasing exclusive breastfeeding rates up until six months of age after the patient utilized a lactation consultant. My faculty mentor is Dr. Tara Williams. We have no relevant financial relationships to disclose, and some of the images used in this presentation were obtained primarily from Google just for educational purposes, and they do not denote the promotion of any particular product. So I'm just going to start off with a couple breastfeeding myths. Um, some people say breastfeeding is easy. It's not easy for everyone. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes dedication. I tell moms if it's something that they want to do, if they really set their mind to it and do it, they could do it. Just ask for support along the way if needed. Um, breastfeeding will hurt. So breastfeeding should not hurt. It's a new experience if it's a mom breastfeeding for the first time, but the actual breastfeeding should not hurt. It should feel just like a gentle tug when the baby is latching. If it hurts, then help the mom offer assistance and let mom know where she could go to get more help. Another common myth that I've heard, you should not breastfeed if you're sick. Uh, this is not true. So moms, when they're breastfeeding, they are producing antibodies for whatever their body's fighting. So they're actually passing those antibodies to the baby when they're breastfeeding. So they help to protect the baby from whatever they're fighting. Another one, you cannot take medication while breastfeeding. I'm going to talk about this further in the slides. I have five objectives for you today. Number one, I want to review proper breastfeeding techniques for a new mother. Number two, I want you to be able to evaluate the mother for signs and symptoms of concerns for poor or improper breastfeeding. Number three, evaluate the newborn for signs and symptoms for poor or proper breastfeeding. Number four, discuss techniques or interventions the mother can do to optimize breastfeeding. And lastly, identify when to seek advice from a breastfeeding consultant. So first of all, why is this important? Well, breastfeeding is recommended, exclusive breastfeeding is recommended for the first six months of life and continuation up until one year of age. That sounds great, but at least 80% of babies start out exclusively breastfeeding but only 25% are still actually exclusively breastfeeding at six months of age. Um, low breastfeeding rates account for billions of dollars in healthcare-related illnesses for both the mother and the baby. Um, provider support actually greatly increases whether the mother is successful at breastfeeding. Studies have shown that if the provider promotes exclusive breastfeeding, then there's a one and a half greater chance that the baby will still be exclusively breastfeeding. The goal for Healthy People 2020 is to increase that exclusive breastfeeding rate at six months to 42%. There are so many benefits if the baby is exclusively breastfed. They have decreased risk in respiratory illnesses, um, decreased risk for otitis media, decreased GI issues, less eczema, better brain development, better vision, healthier hearts, just to name a few. Breastfeeding has so many benefits for the mother as well. It can help to decrease certain kinds of cancer for the mother. It can help to decrease type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure. When the mom breastfeeds, she might feel contractions in her uterus, 
Breastfeeding actually helps the uterus to get back to its normal size quicker. Also, breastfeeding can help the mother to lose her pregnancy weight quicker. Um, breastfeeding provides a contraception benefit. Breastfeeding costs less than formula. And breastfeeding is a great bonding experience for the mother and the baby. So what can you do as a pediatric nurse practitioner to help the mothers to be successful with breastfeeding? Well, as a pediatric nurse practitioner, you will do physical assessments. You'll see the babies after they're discharged from the hospital. Depending on the hospital course, you might see them one or two days after discharge. Usually the newborns are about two to five days of life once they get to a primary care office. And you'll do their assessment. You'll talk with the parents. You'll assess their stool patterns, make sure that the stools are trying to transition, going from the meconium to ultimately the yellow CD Dijon mustard stool. Um, you'll assess how many wet diapers the babies are having. Usually they should have one wet diaper per day of life. And you might have learned this in school that you will calculate their percentage weight loss. But I'll talk a little bit more about this on the next slide. And then you could also assess the feeding. When they're there in the office, you could talk about how the breastfeeding is going. You could ask questions. But actually assessing the mom feeding the baby, you'll learn a lot through that. So this is called the NEWT or the Newborn Weight Tool. So this takes into account other things besides just calculating the percentage weight loss from birth. This takes into account whether the baby was born via vaginal or cesarean delivery, because sometimes when the baby is born cesarean, the mom gets IV fluids throughout the delivery, and this sometimes can give the baby a falsely elevated birth weight. So then it looks like the baby loses more weight, greater than 10%, and some providers might think you need to supplement right away, but if you use this tool, it will help to better guide you. How can you help mom to get the right latch? So attached are two pictures. Um, the first picture shows a correct latch where the baby's mouth is covering mother's areola, and you can see that the lips are flanged out, like you can see the pinks of the lips. Sometimes the baby will curl their lips under, and that's a lot more painful than if the lips were actually touching on the mom's breast. And then, so you're trying to get the nipple as far back in the baby's mouth as you can. If you feel inside your mouth, if you feel with your tongue towards the front of your mouth, feels hard. And then towards the back, your soft palate, it's a lot softer. So that's way more comfortable for the mom. So you're trying to get mom's nipple way back to the soft palate. How do you do that? So you want to try to get a big wide mouth, those flange lips, and you want to get the baby's mouth as far back on the breast as you can. When you're watching a feeding, you want to make sure you don't hear any smacking or clicking. The cheeks should be nice and rounded, and you shouldn't see dimpling in the cheeks. And actually listen for the swallows. Good audible swallows are a good sign of milk transfer and that the feeding is going well. These are some common breastfeeding positions. So the two that I like most for newborns are the cross cradle and the football. So the cross cradle, you could see that the mom kind of sandwiched her breasts with her outside hand, and then her inside hand, she's using her hand behind the baby's head. Therefore, when the baby makes a big mouth, she's able to bring the baby back to her as far as she can. Also notice in the cross cradle that the baby is belly to belly. Um, so you always want belly to belly and then nose to nipple. The football hold is similar. You just switch your hands around. This mom has two babies. But if you had one baby, you would use your outside hand to hold the baby, and then the inside hand could kind of sandwich and support the breast. 
Um, the cradle hold is good. Usually once they get a little bit older, they can hold their head up better. But really the cross cradle and football are my go-to because mom has the control with the baby's head in her hand so she could really bring the baby back to her. So this is the video demonstrating proper positioning. It's an example of the first newborn visit and helping mom to latch the baby for the first time. Attached are a few more resources for you to have. So the first video demonstrates the good versus that bad latch. Um, number two shows that cross cradle positioning that I was talking about. Number three, LactMed is a good resource for parents to have. So this talks about medications while breastfeeding. They can go to this website and it tells you if the medication is safe or not to take while breastfeeding. And lastly, the Infant Risk Call Center. That's the Monday through Friday 8 to 5 phone number that mothers can call and it lets them know whether a medication is safe to take while breastfeeding. That's a good option if they'd rather talk to somebody instead of looking it up on their own. Another tip, it's really important to try to catch those feeding cues early. So as soon as the baby kind of starts stirring around, they're opening their mouth, they're rooting, they're looking for the breast, that's a good time to latch the baby. Try not to wait till it gets too late. Um, Mid-cues, the baby's starting to stretch more, kind of getting more restless, um, start sucking on their hands. And then lastly, crying is a late hunger cue. So you want to try to catch those feeding cues way before crying. If the baby is crying, super upset, skin to skin is a good calming mechanism, good way to calm down mom and baby. But really try to catch those feeding cues early. It's all about supply and demand. So as soon as the baby starts rooting around, acting like they're hungry, put the baby to the breast, especially in those first couple weeks. The more you do it, the easier it's going to get, the more mom's milk will come in, the more efficient the baby will get. So what are some signs for a mom and symptoms for poor or improper breastfeeding? So mom might complain about nipple pain. She might actually have some cracked, bleeding nipples. She might say she hasn't noticed any changes in her breast, usually as the milk starts to come in, moms will complain about some engorgement, their breasts get really full, she might notice some leaking when she's feeding the baby on one side that the other breast starts leaking. Um, two of the most common reasons for moms to stop breastfeeding are pain and low milk supply. What are some signs for the newborn of poor or improper breastfeeding? The baby might be losing weight, they might be fussy all the time, they might not be having enough wet diapers, not having that one wet diaper per day of life. They might not having a lot of bowel movements. The bowel movements might not be transitioning. They don't notice those yellow CD stools. The baby may be jaundiced or the baby might be really tired. These are some techniques or interventions that moms can do to help optimize breastfeeding. So trying different positions is good. If mom's always doing the same position, then she's emptying milk from the same ducts every time. So switch it up. Try cross cradle, try football. Seek help early. If mom is having any trouble at all breastfeeding, refer her for help with the lactation specialist. Or even if mom just wants to get off to the right start, she has multiple questions, let her know where she can go to find extra breastfeeding support. Um, try to help mom with being patient. It's a learning curve. It's a work in process. They make it seem so easy, but definitely it takes work in the beginning and just stick with it. Try not to supplement until the milk comes in. This is a trick that a lot of new moms can fall into sometimes. They think maybe, oh, I'll just give formula until my milk comes in. 
But if you're not latching or pumping, not stimulating the nipples in some way every couple of hours, the milk is not going to come in. So try to educate them about not supplementing until their milk comes in. Feed on demand. That first two weeks, you really just want to feed on the baby's schedule. Anytime the baby's rooting, anytime the baby's acting hungry, put the baby to the breast. The more you do it, the better it's going to get. Practice makes perfect. The more mom breastfeeds or the more mom pumps, the more her milk is going to come in. Skin to skin is great. Not only can mom do skin to skin as that calming mechanism when baby gets upset, but also her partner can do skin to skin. Alleviate the cracked or sore nipples. If mom is having problems, if she's bleeding, then help her to get that deep latch. It shouldn't hurt and it shouldn't be painful. There's some things that mom can do to help if she does get the cracked nipples. You could express breast milk when you're done breastfeeding and just apply the breast milk and leave the breast open to air. That will help them to heal. Also, there's multiple products over the counter that mom can use, like lanolin, that will help the nipples to heal. And there's something else called a silverette nurser. You could get it like on Amazon and it actually helps because silver has the antimicrobial properties. So it's a little silver disc that mom would put inside her bra and it collects the breast milk and it helps the nipples to heal. And remember, nipple stimulation. So feed on demand every two to three hours at minimum, mom should be stimulating her nipples. I just wanted to go over some pumping basics as well. So again, it's all about supply and demand. So if mom is going to pump, instead of latching the baby to the breast, you want to pump at least every two to three hours or about eight to 10 times a day. And that's when the baby's a newborn, if you're exclusively pumping. Um, a good time to pump is in the mornings, if you were just going to pump like here and there. Usually women make more volume in the mornings, so that's a good time to pump. Um, if mom is pumping just to create a supply for when she goes back to work, then you could start pumping about two to three weeks after the baby's born. You want to establish that good breastfeeding relationship first and then start introducing the pump in the bottle. Um, and in general, if you just remember five for storing breast milk, the breast milk can stay room temperature for five hours, five days in the refrigerator or five months in the freezer. So there's so many breastfeeding gadgets nowadays. There's multiple types of breastfeeding pumps. There's electric pumps. There's hand pumps. And mom can get a breast pump covered through her insurance. If she doesn't know that already, just let her know and she could call her insurance to find out more information. There's something called a haka that's pictured top right in this slide. So the haka, it's almost like a bulb syringe that goes on one breast while you're feeding the other breast. So if mom was doing football position, then the other breast, she could wear the haka and that would be collecting any leaking milk while she's breastfeeding. Another invention they've thought of, these milk collection shells. So those are more of a passive collection device and they go right inside mom's shirt or mom's bra and they collect any of that leaking milk. Then also pictured are those silverette nurseries that I talked about and then nipple shields. So a nipple shield is for moms who have flat or inverted nipples and it helps to draw out the nipple so that the baby can latch to the nipple. But sometimes nipple shields are given out when it's not really necessary. If that happens, then it could actually decrease the milk supply because the baby might not be drawing out the nipple and just latching to the shield. So before you recommend a nipple shield, you can consult a lactation specialist. And know when to identify when to refer to a lactation specialist. 
So again, just if the mom wants to get breastfeeding off to the right start, she has multiple questions, that's a good time to refer. If you assess a feeding in the office and it looks like everything's going okay, but you notice you're not actually hearing the swallows, definitely refer. If mom is having continued issues, nipple pain, refer. Also, if baby's already getting formula and you want to try to get the baby off the formula, you could refer. Um, if the baby's not gaining weight, if the infant has medical issues, if mom has medical issues, or if mom's on medications and you're not sure if it's okay to breastfeed while taking that medication, these are all good reasons to refer to a lactation specialist. These are the references attached. And if you have any more questions, you could always email me. My email is jlynch at namores.org. Just remember to be supportive, help mom, educate mom, be there to answer any questions she might have, assess a feeding, see how it's going. Don't just ask how it's going, assess a breastfeeding session and help mom with these pointers that you learned today. And just encourage mom to be patient, stick with it. The first two weeks are the hardest, but it gets better. And good luck in your pediatric nurse practitioner studies.